0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of everyone's favorite literary breakdown. It's Big Bad Books. My name is Declan. Across from me, it's Isaac. He's doing a little wave. Hi. That's-
1: that's in a way just for me, but it's to all of you. It's an audio wave, and I yeah. hope you've picked up on it at home. Hope you're doing well, everyone. Loving books. Go on. Loving books is a new thing we can say, though. Sorry, books,
0: yes. Uh, we're big fans. Are you bringing that to the mainstream? Or It's
1: going to be on our merch. It's going <laughs> to be on our show. <laughs> it's going to be on our radar.
0: Coming to a pillow near you. It's been, a, I won't say a long while, but it's been a little while since since last we were together recording the big bad books, uh thinking about, you know, either the gulag or indeed the Ready Player 2 verse. Has it become part of your life in any way? Do you
1: think about it
0: as you fall asleep, mm. as you as you wake up, as you go about your your daily business? Oh,
1: that's an interesting one. I'm gonna say no. I, I'm really good like that's no reflection on the quality of the books I'm right, reading. Okay, but okay, good, good, good. I'm just one of those sort of compartmentalists is what I call myself. Um, Right, And so I try to keep... You don't want to enjoy something all the time or it might start to lose its texture. Um, And so I don't want to keep chewing over Klein's prose in my mind. So really, the only time I ever think about it is the hour or so that we record the podcast. And then I I kind of actively jettison it from my mind and and consciousness. Do you think that that, you know, is a sort of a sad
0: commentary on how art, you know, you're not allowing art into your heart, really? I think maybe...
1: As a, too as a
0: as a podcasting experiment, here's what we're going to do. Okay, go on. After today's episode, you're going to think no compartmentalising really or uh, you, uh, loads for the next two weeks. You need to be thinking about it.
1: You, I think you said this is what we're going to do. So I'm just wondering what you're going no. to be doing as well. Well, as no, I already do.
0: It already do stays with me. Yeah, go yeah. on. What
1: well, share some thoughts that you've had about Ready Player Two in the
0: intervening period? The other day, yeah, I was trying to use my laptop. Oh yeah, that's and a technology. It, uh, Exactly right, and it wasn't doing what I wanted.
1: Oh God! And I
0: thought that's very much like Anorak, who's you know he's come back as all bad now.
1: Oh, I see uh, that is, and he's not really doing editing. he's
0: not doing what what they want him to do, right? Because remember, remember he he was supposed to delete himself, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he didn't, yeah, and that's very like much like that's very much like my laptop that I was asking it to do something, and it, it was not okay.
1: And I was like, wow, that does seem like very, Um, for a moment, I, you know, I was as one with Wade. I see you as quite Wade, like in in most ways. I don't no, but, that's no, actually,
0: moment. actually, it's interesting because it was that's why it was such an interesting thing because
1: we're nothing alike. Eh, that's not it's not what me and the listeners think, but that's fine. Speaking uh, of Wade, I think we should just Wade back into some oh, of what was going oh, on oh, at in the previous chapter, and let me remind you, it was it it sort of amounted to nothing. It was it's not even less than the sum of its parts. It's that there weren't really any parts to sum together. It was like looking at a sort of. The, mishmash of just shapes that had nothing to do with each other as i recall the
0: previous two chapters have been set on the planet Shermer. Shermer, Sherma, yeah it's all about john hughes movies it is
1: yeah and if you're a big fan of john hughes you're going to be loving these chapters and if you're not if you're anything less than a huge Hughes (laughs) fan then they are let me tell you some of the dullest (laughs) you will ever read and i'm sorry to say having now reached the end of this chapter 0016 yeah it's not I thought they were going to wrap it up here, but there's another Sherma chapter to come. Are you joking? There's another... No, nothing's happened in the previous two. And yet, does that anything is... happen
0: in this one? The, lo- think... the the most that's happened was uh, Art3Mist decapitated yeah, yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. But then it didn't really it didn't really seem to matter. Everyone was just like, oh, okay. He dropped those
1: gold coins in the way that you would. He dropped his Con- loot
0: as, as all 80s high schoolers did yeah. when you decapitated them.
1: It is bold though. And I think that's really the only, because I've been scraping the bottom of the barrel to find some kind of theme to tie these ones together because <laughs> there's just so little to work with here. Yeah, I think maybe today's theme is going to be something like real estate, like four <laughs> chapters of this book. Is, sorry, is, is real estate a theme? uh yeah it is thank you for I, asking
0: it feels it feels less like a thing let more, me clarify. More like a profession
1: i don't mean it in the sen- in the literal sense i mean metaphorically how much of the real estate of the novel has been given over oh, to Schirmer, see, Illinois Shermerville Schirmer, <laughs> whatever the planet is called yeah and it is actually wild like one thing you know for all of its some have called them flaws in ready player one it certainly did quite a good job of pinballing between many different references and different categories of reference. So if you loved war games, then bully for you. Well that was a great <laughs> you got a whole just for you. <laughs> but if you loved Pac-Man, then yeah, great. There's that as well. And he had a, a series of different things. Whereas in this one it feels like the only thing well, the only mm-hmm. thing so far has been Sega Ninja, Ninja Princess, and and no John knew. Hughes. And the John Hughes thing is it's let's be honest, it's dragging at this stage. If it's it was very dry already. as well. It's, it is just a, like, so far it has just been a list of, and I feel stupid pointing this out because of course it has, because it's Ernest, yeah. but it has <laughs> just been a list of things that are John Hughes related that don't oh, have anything to do with it. It's It's actually been almost
0: less than that. It's
1: just been a list
0: of the characters.
1: Yeah. Uh, don't forget who played them as well, which is quite interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And exactly. don't forget and, when and it, the same character... Sorry, and not just model.
0: interesting, but it, but it adds a certain something, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. What does it add out of interest? Well, it's a sort of
1: you know as je ne isn't it you know Fair. well look let's dive in the the recap of the chapter is artemis decoded the riddle decapitated a man and then ran off and i'll just uh, because we enjoyed it so much the first time i'm just going to give you the end of the last chapter and so it's, it's a,
0: as well it, it's about recasting the,
1: the foul, foul except the foul there even though was a spelling was, error there yeah, wasn't there yeah well it's a mystery pu- it's a puzzle technique that we call lying right i see um to the yeah, solver. Uh, F-O-W-L because there's a character called like Ducky Duck Man or some shit. Jake Ryan, she said, if you spot Ian or Max, I need you to re- restrain both of them and then call me. If I spot them at Stubby's, I'll do the same. Okie dokie, okie dokie. <laughs> I grinned and replied, okie dokie, doggy daddy. What, what is, um, is this? I don't know, I don't know, but I just I'm, wanted hang- to... Okay, say it again. O- okie dokie. Maybe it's ogie doggy, but it's A-U-G-I-E, like an, like an auger. Augie...
0: It can't, it's
1: got one? a rhyme. It was A-U-G-I was doggy. I
0: am I was going to Google it, oh, but yeah, you but do it. it is.
1: They're Hanna-Barbera characters who debuted on the Quick Draw McGraw show. Um, I'm still not quite sure what the pronunciation was, but he was voiced what? by Dor Butler. Tell me what they look like. They're high-spirited pups motivated by ambition. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good thing to be motivated by. I'm jealous. Wow. Well. Um, but look, let's leave those dogs in the yard and, and get on to 0016. Here we go. Sorry, yeah. The front yard looked like a war zone. Teenagers were milling around in the yard and the street. It's good to say yard twice in the same, in the yeah. same two sentences. Leaning on vintage Porsches, Ferraris and Transams, Dancing, drinking and making out. It's proper teen vibes, isn't it? That's what, That's what it was usually. like.
0: That's what it was. We were always in the yard
1: yeah now they've split up to go and search for these important characters and wade's right. gone one way and what the way he's gone is going to prove to have been completely fruitless um quite soon oh, you're Joking. i walked up to the front door and pressed the doorbell now this is surprising a loud gong sounded bong as it swung oh. inward a young asian man was hanging from the inside of the door i, I don't think it means <laughs> it's unfortunate wording but he is alive
0: <laughs> okay okay that, that's he good. was
1: extremely yeah. intoxicated. It took me a second to realize I knew him. It was—I'm sorry in advance, everyone. It was Long Duck Dong, yeah, Getty Watanabe's infamous character from Sixteen Candles. Of uh, What's a happening, hot stuff? He said, speaking with a thick accent that Isaac will not recreate on air. <laughs> when I failed to answer, you the donger, it. the donger, motioned no. for me to come on inside. Oh. Now. I looked this up because I haven't seen Sixteen Candles and I understand that it's a heavily criticized racist Asian stereotype character yeah. who's super I haven't horny. Seen, I haven't seen the movie,
0: but I, I do know of of, of Long Duck Dong.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. Um and it's curious because yeah, he does he does point out that it's an infamous character, but he does also include it. Like it's it's weird to And he didn't need he, to bring in this sort of racist character.
0: There's probably a, a sentence there though where he says like it was a shame that he had been portrayed this way.
1: Uh, let me see. But Control the, F. You know, shame. Was... No, no. There's not so much oh. of that. And also there's not really a sentence here where he does anything that only this character could have done as well. So it's like, it was needless is what I'm saying. No, but he's probably important to the rest of the chapter. Maybe. I mean, not this one right now, uh, oh. but maybe in a subtextual sense. Maybe he'll come back at the yeah. end and we'll be like, you know, there'll be the final battle with him. Hang on a minute. Long, Long duck dong oh, recast fuck. the yes, I think you might, you might be onto something there oh my god you might be more in tune with the riddle than ernest himself because i don't <laughs> think that proves <laughs> relevant um anyway they go inside the house he's looking for someone i forget who i just made my way back to the living room he does like a circuit of this whole house looking for these characters ian and max i just made my way back to the living room when i received a text from art through miss on my hud telling me to meet her at stubby's house next door in the backyard a and text
0: so- it doesn't have a it doesn't have its own message well I've, you know i you know i received
1: I a textular textular
0: textula hud info from yeah. from art3 miss
1: no no this is old school um Ugh. but it's good that you know two pages in he's just like well actually i was looking around and then i got a text that said come over here anyway this was pointless excursion it's nice that the text sort of knows you've got that to, it's pointless. you've
0: got to reach your word limit though haven't you
1: in Stubby's backyard, I found Art Through Mess holding two extremely handsome teenage boys at gunpoint Ian oh. and Max from Weird Science. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Max was played by the actor. And this is a lot think, of fun to read. I don't
0: think that's allowed in the Oni. <laughs> no no uh it's Art- <laughs> artemis is doing it though no no but um, he wade's the one who who said they're very uh, you know attractive wow well, you know wade has
1: been on some learning and growing shit for the He's last a real week. journey wade's in his bi era <laughs> <laughs> max was played by the actor robert rusler whom i also oh. knew from his role as ron grady in a nightmare on elm street 2 Freddy's revenge
0: that was, oh that's just what i was about to say I'm, yeah I'm yeah you beat really, really, really to it
1: But it's interesting to include that, isn't it? Like, that's the key thing. It adds texture to the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ian was played by an impossibly young Robert Downey Jr. Holy shit, I said. The OG Iron Man. I forgot he was in a John Hughes movie. Which is quite exciting, because if you think about it, Iron Man for Wade is in the far-flung past, but for us, it's only the recent past. It's only just happened. The Iron Man Man only just was. It goes to show, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh the way time, time. can be. Yeah.
0: yeah. And also it's kind of a novel moment because it's Go it's on. Wade admitting that he forgot a reference. He forgot oh,
1: that he yeah. was in this. That is like, unusual.
0: So that's some weakness there, I think. It is some you know, Wade weakness. Can we call that can we call that character development? Can well we... you can call it him being cucked by pop fiction. Right, yeah, yeah. Well we could call it that instead,
1: yeah. Um now Artemis has got an assault rifle aimed at both of these boys, these ha- sorry, handsome boys' heads. Um, but she lets one of them go because it turns out he was irrelevant to the planet. I think that was just recreational abducting on her part.
0: <laughs> that was just to give give Wade something to do because he'd be yeah. so fucking useless.
1: Um she offers the big bag of weed that she took from Bender's Locker in the last chapter to Robert Downey Jr.'s character whose name I can't recall, Ian, I think he's called, and she's like, Do you want this? And he's like, "Oh yeah, I super do because I'm a teen." And she says, "I'll make you a deal." Art Three Miss said, "I'll give you this whole bag of doobage, which I really hate." No, <laughs> ah, no, that's some I'm fucking not, Chuck Wendig shit. I it? am doobage. not having that. She does Skinly not
0: dabbity doobage. <laughs> she does not call it doobage. Yeah.
1: If you just perform two simple tasks for me, sure, Ian said, batting his eyelashes at her. Anything you say, doll. Uh now this is really good. Huh? <laughs> this this has a lot of. It's kind of a world-building thing, but it reveals a lot about Artemis' character. So far, she's always cast as kind of the good one. You know, like, she's well-behaved, she's sensible, she's moral, where other characters are not. But tell me what you make of this. I figured out this little trick by playing through all the official weird science quests, Artemis said. The NPC recreations of Max and Ian are both total hedonists, and they'll perform nearly any task in exchange for sex or drugs. Isn't that right, Ian? Now, uh, what does that now, mean to you?
0: What it means to me is that Art 3 Miss has been fucking this boy silly. <sighs> it does sound that way, doesn't it? It does. It sounds exactly like and she's been going the there. Quests? She's been going there taking the same bag of doobage out of the yeah. locker every every other weekend, <sighs> fucking coming hell. to find little little Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Baby and, and, and having him pump her silly for
1: it. And does that strike you as... What would feature in one of the official quest lines in Shermer, Illinois Planet, or do you think this is like a it a mod? sounds
0: like something I wouldn't that that Ernest himself has only dared write because John Hughes is dead.
1: Mm, yeah, that's true. if he were alive and litigious, you probably wouldn't be saying yeah, You that probably wouldn't say My that. characters fuck, fuck,
0: fuck first marked
1: teens <laughs> um oh well, yeah, there's a bit. I don't know what the age situation is here, but haven't they grown up a bit? Aren't they, like, adults now, Wade and, It's about, Wade and like, maybe, is it, like, four or five years later? It was enough time that the whole of the fucking, like, Oni project was developed and launched and yeah. stuff. And they were already, I don't know, it felt like they were about 17, 18 in the last one. So I don't know. I don't know if she should be fucking a teen robot. Are we saying that there's a problematic age gap here? Well, it's one of those things, isn't She's it? She's
0: cancelled as fuck.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't like to do it, but sometimes you've got to. Now, our DJ, he can't stop batting his eyelids, but he's like, sure, I'll do it. And she gets out some shoes and a tie, and he puts them on, and then, bang, he's transformed. He no longer looks like the weird science Ian. He now looks like Robert Downey Jr. in Back to School in the role of Derek Lutz. But he was dressed in the same vintage suit that John Cryer wore in the original ending of Pretty in Pink, if that leaves any problems and tension. Well, we it's
0: like, it, it's the dual imagery, isn't it? Uh, of Go course, it, it is the well, it's it's only the one image because it's the same suit, yeah, but it's from two movies, meaning uh, that the okay. suit is twice as interesting. So it, it's, it's a wearing. double
1: reference, I suppose,
0: yeah, sort of. Um, not in a way that, um, I personally have any sort of emotional attachment to. And
1: maybe you didn't hear that... me. It's he looks like he's in the role of Derek Lutz.
0: Oh, Derek Lutz, Ma- oh, yeah, I, oh, thought, I thought you must have missed but, that. Uh, Sorry, I did. No. No, no, that's fine. If I may revise my previous statement, this is the most important chapter in literary
1: history. Yeah, it's touching. Now, there's a lot... You remember in the last chapter, he forgot about needle drops. Well, he remembered in this one because they're they're coming thick and fast, I have to say. Oh, here we go. Um, Thank goodness. There is the song, I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis in the News. But actually the lyrics kick in and he realizes it's weird al yankovic's parody i want a new duck it only plays for four or five seconds uh and then our robert ducky jr he writes does a little dance um and says i am the duck man or something like that so that's that's quite good isn't it that's fun That yeah interesting yes. that the coders of the world knew that this could happen they knew that you could give robert downey jr a bunch of doobage and then chuck some shoes on the boy and he'd turn into Derek lutz it would John be like a, a like
0: a little hypnotist thing where he'd suddenly think he's a a, a duck, weird, and isn't do it? a little dance for you. That's basically and, and, yeah, and and also like let you suck
1: him off. Robert Downey Jr. was originally supposed to play the role of Ducky. Artemis explained, but the studio decided to cast John Crier in the role instead. Um, and so that's interesting. As as Wade sort of reminds, me, he says, "Really, I never knew that. Pretty impressive, Artie."
0: For me, the most entertaining thing about this chapter is that every time they say John
1: Cryer, I think of Barry Cryer. Yeah, Barry Cryer and, was and, Which is a
0: much more interesting recasting <laughs> for this movie.
1: Recast the foul brackets as Barry Cryer. Um, <laughs> now, the time has come for a little bit of rethinking about the riddle, um, which you'll okay. remember. I recited the inscription again, this time from memory. Recast the foul. Restore his ending. Andy's first fate still needs mending. So that was Andy's first fate, I said, to wind up with RDJ as ducky. And the only way to mend that fate is to recast the foul. I smiled at Art3Mess and shook my head. Artie, you're a genius. Uh, and oh, I gave sorry. her a has round he, of applause.
0: Has he only.
1: <laughs> a one man round of
0: applause yeah. is a very funny and idea. And she bows,
1: which is really good as well.
0: So has he only just realized that's what she's doing?
1: I think so, yeah even oh. though I'm, I'm pretty sure we had one of these moments where he sort of spelled it all out for us in the last he
0: literally chapter. said that in the last chapter yeah,
1: yeah but maybe maybe this time it means so much more i can't say why or how
0: do you think that he designed this book to be read one chapter every fortnight
1: i don't think he de- designed you- this book to be read <laughs>
0: It is, yeah, it's something of a boondoggle, isn't it? It's just like it was It was written only so that it may have been only made so it might exist, yeah.
1: Yeah. It could have been an empty cover that when you open it is just a cinema ticket to go and see it four <laughs> years later.
0: <laughs> it's just a, a lot of, of Wikipedia links.
1: Yeah. Um. So it's really exciting, isn't it? They deliberate about what car they're going to drive in because they've got to go to the dance or some shit. And they're like, wouldn't we get there faster in a Ferrari? And he points to the Ferrari from Ferris Bueller. But she's like, no. We can't do that. So it was just there to sort of remember <laughs> <laughs> what that was like. Um, enjoyable, I think. Now, already we're at a halfway point in this chapter, so I think it's time for some interstish. Oh well,
0: if you'll and, be so kind. And what a chapter we've had here in the Gulag, Caledonia. You'll remember from last time, of course. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what our... I won't remember is God. <laughs> Who? The face of the face of Jay. I don't know who that is. No, I no, don't no. know who that I, you is. Wouldn't. You wouldn't. Um, now, David, who's our main character, whose name I've I've forgotten. I think it's Campbell. Yeah, yes, it is. I think it is Campbell. Uh, it's not David Scott. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, although, in a much more important way, it is. Um, so, in the previous chapter, he was on his way to the Department of Work and Wellbeing. He had a... Uh, a, a, a sort of fascistic appointment to, lest we forget, discuss his uh, doobie, um, oh, not, fuck his doob- yeah. not his doobie, not his doobie, not his doobie, his doobie, his digital mm. universal basic income, which uh, which is bad. Why you all is bad? That's yeah. that's yeah. bad. Um, we get off to a, a fucking flying start in chapter two. <clears throat> um, the bus arrived at the Department of Work and Wellbeing on Hamza Yusuf avenue now i thought yeah. before i even looked at the the parentheses afterwards i thought huh that's quite that's quite specific
1: yeah it is. Yeah, and right. so
0: i so i had a little google of the name and uh how's yusuf uh is a scottish politician serving as cabinet secretary for health and social care uh, and he's the first non-white and first muslim cabinet minister in the scottish government so just bear that in mind okay um so this is a good this is like a good avenue about representation yeah well it's it's Hamza Yusuf Avenue a politician from the 2020s who ushered in the most draconian and abusable hate crime slash thought crime laws in the democratic world
1: wow no way yeah did he do that
0: did you come Uh, across
1: that in your research listen what
0: uh, I'll just read the facts
1: okay um
0: one of his flagship policies was the hate crime and public order bill um, which he promised would streamline existing legislation and add protections to persecuted minorities while maintaining rights to freedom of speech and freedom of expression. Oh no. I know. Not a nice middle ground solution. No, <laughs> you'd, you'd hate that. Um, so yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? For sure. I wonder why, uh, Dr. Bruce Scott has a problem with this law. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is just fiction. Maybe this is just the authorial. voice. I see. I see. Well, we- We'll see about that there's some there's something interesting coming up in this chapter okay. a, a slightly a surprising that. twist <clears throat> here's a twist I've got to answer the door but before we get to such a twist um we have the introduction of of what i'm gonna call sort of a a theme for this episode uh-huh uh or for this yeah you know, for this chapter at least um which is that he he's arrived there at nine fifty a m which he says is plenty of time to empty his bowels which were now
1: rumbling and telling him a shit was impending oh okay that's an interesting thing to have to include because they often i don't know it's it's kind of fatuous criticism i've always thought but sometimes mm. people are like well but when does iron man take a piss yeah or like when does harry potter you know have a shower yeah and um, i guess when some does, people would say that's too does, boring to know about when does david campbell take a dump yeah, when are his bowels telling him stuff, and what yeah. are they? Te- what's the contents of <laughs> what, what exactly are they telling him? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's really good to know. It's the yeah. attention to detail, isn't it? That uh, he's it, always that's exactly it. It makes him
0: a real character, a relatable yeah. presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the the building itself is uh, you wouldn't believe it, it's an imposing square concrete building, not brutalism, um, is it? Uh, oh, he doesn't say so, but I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine it's they probably very, it. uh, it's probably very Soviet-looking. You know. Oh, I'm, I'm certain of it. Um, at the back entrance to the cube, um, which is what he's calling the building, reminiscent, he says, of the Star Trek Generation Borg cube. Is this Ready Player Two? That, Shit. Is there's some, doing... there are some he's, real references here. He's aren't stepping there? on yeah.
1: Klein's territory here.
0: Um, so that, but at the back entrance was a delivery access for tradesmen and the like. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, just like yeah. in Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Just like the board. You're always getting packed. the plum around. <laughs> there was having like the fucking UPS guy oh, dropping shit off. Um, however, he says more sinister than that is that there were cells for holding people who oh, became no. rowdy or violent or were deemed in need of state intervention. Um, and basically, what it is, they could send you to to sort of a, like a labor camp basically like doobie, like a doobie gulag a, a bit like that a bit it a little bit like what happened to the characters in the works of alexander solzhenitsyn you know, okay, I've know, not, you know no, I'm not no not familiar yeah.
1: not familiar with that one.
0: Um, but yeah, so it's he he then concludes that section by saying that the human labor was also a bonus to run the new age ecological religion, which disguised as altruism to Mother Earth was an excellent way to control human beings. Ooh. Um, then th- this next bit is one of my favorites. Um, it, it really tickled me um, because obviously, although. Um, both Doctor Bruce Scott and David Campbell are wrong uh, about pretty much everything they believe, and all their okay, concerns. Well, their concerns are they're quite um, profound, aren't they? Even if they're misguided, yeah. they're about things like you know the murder of issues. God and the freedom of the right to exist and and to be as a as a as a liberated person, an emancipated yeah, yeah. human. Um, but then, as the sort of like reactionaries can't you know, but help themselves. Um, David's got some other smaller concerns here. So all pockets, he's going through an x-ray machine on his way and it says all pockets had to be emptied and shoes, belts and other metal objects had to be removed. David found a tray and emptied his pockets. The contents included his wallet with credit cards and some cash, which is hardly used or accepted in any outlet or shop nowadays. Oh, you're joking! <laughs> oh, no. That when
1: you bring Scottish money back across exactly. the border, they're like, "We don't take that." <laughs> we well, it's legal it. tender, sir. Yeah. I think we only does. I yep, bet he's exactly always that.
0: making that argument. Yeah, he's always doing that. He sorry only to, carries Scottish notes. Sorry to, to say, bring Go it on. back yeah.
1: to this, but has he has he had a shit yet? Or
0: you're you're going to is regret this, asking me. Is that. it
1: Chekhov's bow <laughs>
0: You're going to really regret it. Okay, asking me about okay. That. Um, so uh, he he goes through this little uh, X ray machine, he gets in inside. Um, and he's well in fact actually he's still doing that because after talking about the cash, he goes on for a page and a half about how you're sort of chipped. Oh yeah, um, of course. Uh, obviously. Um, Then he says that there's. uh, he gets to the actual machine itself, and a a stern-looking but attractive, heavily tattooed and pierced blonde woman in her 30s beckoned him forward to the X-ray scanner. So uh, she barked to him to put his arms above his head and stay like that, and the green light in front of him flashed. And David, being the revolutionary that he is, gets uh, his did as he was told, and then exited the port. Oh, wow. I get know. him, Dave. But now, get this. I mean, sometimes some authors, are, and I mean Ernest certainly is, is one of these. Yeah. If there's a piece of imagery, like a metaphor, um, yeah. they just let it sit. It, it's yours, the reader's um, to do opportunity, anything, the privilege to, to interpret. Dr. Bruce Scott goes a different way. In mm-hmm. case you miss the imagery, he tells you what it is.
1: Okay, that's an technique. So he
0: says, the bull ring piercing through her septum in her nose was very commonplace as a fashion accessory. It was highly aggressive and symbolic of being a cog in a chain, which is not where cogs go. <laughs> <laughs> a mere and also tool. <laughs> not what they look like. They don't have a bull ring on them. No, a mere yeah, tool teeth. for the smooth, efficient running of the state machine. Nothing but a mark of livestock embraced and celebrated by so many. Wow.
1: Fuck. Yeah. That's, so really, he, that's damning, isn't it? Is, I know. Does she know that? A minute is, ago, he said that she was that?
0: quite attractive.
1: but Stern, but attractive. Mm, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, so he picks up his stuff and he, he gets into the elevators. Now, you might be wondering what the elevators in this building were like. Well, I hope there's a loo in there because his bowels
1: must be brimming
0: over. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the elevators in this building were fast- furious and frightening. What? Yeah. That's some Sean Penn shit. Wow. It is real Bob, honey.
1: Alliteration King.
0: Yeah. Um, he tells you all about what the different flaws are for. Um, very... but are you skipping that bit? I, I, I am, I'm going to gloss over that. Page oh, okay. and oh. Just, just because, um, well, it, it is very dull. Okay, uh, it's actually fine. even more dull than the rest of it. Um, Apparently, on the top of the room, uh, the top of the building, there's a helicopter pad. Oh, but good. he doesn't really say uh, for what. Mm. Then comes uh, the inevitable. He spied the signs for the toilets in the far left-hand corner of the waiting room. He was getting desperate. His bowels were churning, and uh, it was, like and a it butter was, mill. And it was getting close. It. Yeah. D Day. Yeah. All toilets. <laughs> All toilets were gender neutral, as no distinction was made on biological sex in most contexts in society. On entering the toilet, there were no urinals. Public urinals have been banned in Scotland since 2023, as those is power (laughs) felt that urinals (laughs) were male centric and that everybody should piss sitting down, which is such an amazing thing. I love the idea of of someone, of like the the equalities minister, making the point that everybody should piss sitting down specifically. Yeah, I mean, why should a man be allowed the patriarchal privilege of pissing standing up with no shame in front of other people? Men would have to wait for a free cubicle like everybody else, and he would have to sit, and submit
1: like everybody else. Like you sitting. Go, one on quick the... question. You don't have to sit to piss into a toilet. <laughs> you do you? You you There's you no. Don't. The law isn't following you in there. As far as as far as David has made clear, does no. he not know about this though? Like no, that seems like a seemingly. category error. Yeah, <laughs> we should send him a little gift. Also, of some, someone explaining.
0: Also, the idea that like to sit down and take a piss is an act of submission. Like yeah. like to to piss it's standing up would be defiance yeah um so uh then he says the ban on urinals was also justified in terms of public health as a good way of stopping the spread of disease and then he doesn't comment on that
1: all right well i guess he's saying you know it's one for and one against
0: then we come to to the most important i wonder why we need to have this bit described (laughs) i wonder (laughs) why we (laughs) need listen well i'm afraid isaac you asked (laughs) and so you're gonna get it he tried all 10... I'm just going to read this chap, this this page um, uninterrupted. Um, oh. He tried all 10 cubicle doors, but they were engaged. Shit, he muttered, hoping for some relief soon. It's a pun. Luckily, one of the doors opened, and he was greeted with a huge hulk of a woman in a yellow floral pattern summer dress and ginger curly hair. The woman, in scare quotes, smiled at David as she exited the cubicle. The cubicle toilet bowl resembled a sewage overspill nightmare. The unflushed turd and brown water oh, lurking ah, in that toilet made David, it made David feel like vomiting. But sit down he did as he Why? let his bowels as he let his bowels empty like a champion.
1: Oh, <laughs> the, the relief off.
0: the relief was exhilarating. Oh, his, joy, his joy,
1: his <laughs> joy,
0: soon turned to disgust when he looked over to his left to grab the toilet paper. When he saw that there was very little left on the roll on the holder, not none. She, she could have warned me. He thought. Luckily. There was luckily there was just enough toilet paper left. Oh, so perfect. that bit of jeopardy instantly gone. Yeah, that's He hard. quickly exited the cubicle without flushing as the handle was broken and washed his hands in the sink fortunately there was a full soap dispenser this guy is a monster why did he write that like no one needed it did they it has is, nothing to do with his book i don't i've not read much Solzhenitsyn in myself but is there a lot of
1: graphic defecation in there do you think theses,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's just There's a lot writing about. in the style of his heroes
1: it's really upsetting to hear about like there was a lot there was a lot too much time spent on it. What was it, your favourite line, if I no, could No, none ask. of them. None of them,
0: really. Uh, well, let me give you some options. Did you no, like the line... Fine.
1: The unflushed no,
0: turd and no, water no, no.
1: lurking in the toilet. I
0: specifically hated that one. Did you like the line? He let his bowels empty like a like champion. A
1: champion? <laughs> that one is very funny. What on earth does he mean? A champion of what? A champion shitter. There's no, there's no there, tournament scene no, for there's that. There's nothing else that it <laughs> could be. Is he saying in the future that you get an award based on how quickly, how efficaciously <laughs> you evacuate?
0: <laughs> one of the one of the little chips in his body makes a a little record of it. Ding-dong!
1: Well done, it, David.
0: It he gives him another £2.33 a week on his doobie. His social credit goes up because he yeah. shits so well.
1: Yeah, um, well, that's terrible.
0: Okay, so he puts his ID card on a little thing and then it gives him a, a ticket like you might get at the butchers or something. Mm. It says 281. And he looks up to see the number counters dotted around the room and his heart sinks because it's only on 253. That's not that far. It's not that far. And then he's he says this as if this is, you know, some sort of, like... Should have got his number before he went to go yeah. shit like champions. <laughs> well, <shouldn't> he? <laughs> Dickhead. And then he says this as if this is some sort of, like, dystopia. A 9.30am appointment normally meant that you'd be seen 30 minutes later, sometimes longer. Wow,
1: 30. Goodness. <laughs>
0: no, 30 whole minutes. Terrible. So he... um. He he looks to his right and he sees what he describes as a real gaggle of unfortunates. Um, he says there's four men and a woman. Well, David could in his mind categorize them as men and women, but he would have been very wary of vocalizing out loud referring to biological sex was potentially a hate crime you mentioned Scotland. yeah the demonization of using biological sex first started in the schools around 2019 where pupils were expelled and or refused entry to school if they did not adhere to the gender ideology that was forced into them really uh well, uh, well it really says that obviously that's it, not but true. it's not really true no, okay. no, it's not really true yeah um so he uh he then goes on about how women are erased. Uh, it's illegal to be a, a critical of trans feminism. Um, anyway, then he then he ends with a this this fantastic sentence that actually does kind of set the tone for the the end of this chapter, which is the the sort of weird twist here, which is that in spite of all of this, he is aware of this fact. It says mm-hmm. whatever the gender of David's companions in the waiting room, they all looked as miserable as he did. They, like him, were all waiting for their interrogation. So wow. he is aware of the fact that actually none of that shit matters, no. and actually we're, you're all people who are in the same spot. Yeah.
1: At the end of the day, we all need a doobie.
0: <laughs> then he says that there's a beep that signals that you know all the you know the counters changed a fair bit, and everyone looked up, and now it's on two six four. Then he says, there was no rhyme or reason to the count and how it reduced. Um hmm. but it has gone up. Yeah. Which you would expect it to do.
1: You ideally would, would, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um hold on to that thought. Okay. Um then he says, at this point, what appeared to be a middle-aged, Middle Eastern looking woman with a headscarf exited the interview room. The woman was crying and muttering to herself in a foreign tongue. No doubt the interview had gone badly. David felt anger rising in him, and pity for the woman and her children. Most probably, she and her family had come to Scotland to start a new life after Western nations had gutted her country of origin, then invited her with open arms to settle in their lands as humanitarian repatriation. Some welcome that was. Wow, David. That's unusual, isn't it? it, Very unusual, given that um, just just some six pages ago, he was having a go at Hamza Yusuf
1: yeah Uh, and
0: his avenue uh then there's a funny changing well this is it um so he basically says that like we're you know we're basically the same aren't we yeah um he does take it too far which we'll get to in a second he does also in a very funny way refer to it as the Scythian struggle to get through it all. oh no (laughs) it's just very funny um but then he says, yeah, so he's like, you know, we're both just trying to get by. We're both just trying to do this. You know, we're basically the same person. Both his and her traditions, heritage and backgrounds were nothing but a distant memory for both of them. Now, tell me if you think that there's a bit of a false equivocation here. She and her family had been forcibly uprooted from her homeland by war and economics. Similarly, David had had his Scottishness erased and outlawed by successive <laughs> governments pushing a social justice, cultural Marxist <laughs> agenda.
1: Similarly is the fucking funniest <laughs> word you could I possibly use,
0: though. An Similarly, awful lot of heavy And in much the same way, <laughs> David wasn't allowed, to, wasn't, allowed, of wasn't allowed to say the N-word at his job anymore.
1: He couldn't <laughs> shout haggis from his bedroom window. <laughs> lest the woke police come and throw him in the gulag. Similarly, David had forgotten God. That's <laughs> really
0: good. That's really, really not good. So, um, so yeah, he does that. Then, then like after all of this, um, it says David watched the struggling woman and her two children walk off towards the elevators, huffing and puffing. In his mind, he wished her well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it would be weird to wish her well out loud, like yeah. apropos of nothing. But she, she was as much a victim uh, in this as he was.
1: Um, some some would say more. Well, some, some sim- would say more similar struggle as he's yeah. explained so yeah, exactly. elegantly. I think we have to agree. Now, now then,
0: tell me about this. A flurry of beeps rang through the waiting room. David <laughs> looked up and saw that several numbers were shown on the counter: two hundred fifty-nine, 260, 261, yeah. hundred sixty-one, two hundred sixty-two, two hundred sixty-three, and two hundred sixty-four. Oh, good, David. David's heart missed several beats when he saw his number appear on the counter. Right. Um, no. Well, cause he's, he's very anxious. Oh
1: really? And then Coward. he says
0: he probably put that down to anxiety, but then they might have a go at him for being unstable. If he says that he's anxious. Oh,
1: um, lose, lose with these so, people. Uh,
0: unfortunately at the end of this chapter, it, I, it, I think he thinks it's a little more dramatic uh, than it is. Cause he, he just, he just gets up. Um, and then there's a sign that says go to room 32 and he walks <sighs> along to a beige door with the number thirty-two in the centre of the door. And then what happens? And he knocks, and a voice shouted from the other side, uh, "Come in." And then what happens? Uh, and then that's the end of the chapter.
1: No, you're that's joking. It. He oh leaves us he hanging. Tenterhooks, absolutely. Yeah. So what a chapter.
0: Lots of questions for next week. Is David's, you know, love of other races going to be maintained? What will the interview be like? Will he have to shit again? Yeah, all is it an irritable bowel
1: syndrome situation <laughs> that's going to be a recurring thorn in his in his bowel throughout? <laughs> um, I guess we'll find out in future we'll episodes. Now, out, one man, sort of admin up. question that I but guess we on. can talk about off air: Will we will we have to know all of what happens in Gulag Caledonia? Because I remember back in the old days, you'd sometimes have different, you know, different interstitial content, and it seems like I know you love this book, and yeah, and yeah, we obviously like, how many chapters is it? Just out of interest, uh, not is sure what
0: we're on page 37 of uh
1: of 234 jesus so it's it's a long one it's, it's they've got yeah. some some depth to that novel
0: yeah although they're not real pages so it's okay it's not actually that long
1: yeah i was just wondering like how much more of it you want to you want to get like maybe what could be cool the listeners and i were kind of brainstorming yeah this one. go on maybe you read the whole rest of it and then just kind of summarize that next week um hmm. it's just one idea because obviously like there's there can be too much of david
0: oh but i I'd, um, I'd have to skip you don't over want him to so shadow wade i'd have to i'd have to skip over so much good content. That would be I, wouldn't, all right. I wouldn't want to deny you that i wouldn't no. what, if, what if he has to go for a sit down piss later yeah. and yeah
1: it's fine and, if and we you don't miss out on them. that no i, I guess no, you could no, send no. you could write those down and maybe if drop, anything what i'll do it.
0: is i'll I'll, I'll go through sort of half a chapter at a time just so we can really oh, get into the nitty gritty, okay.
1: you know. Yeah. I get some proper analysis going. All right. Let's jump back Vroom, into, I think we're in a Rolls Royce. Um, it triggers a needle drop as soon as they hop into the Rolls Royce of the wow. Peter Gunn theme, which I believe is from Blue, the, the Brothers yeah, Blue.
0: That is a good, that's a good piece of music.
1: It is. And it's good. Um. It's goodness tr- kind of permeates the text by virtue of being m- mentioned. I don't know if the, you had that experience. Like when I read yeah, yeah, that yeah. the needle drop is a piece of music that I know, I'm like, fuck yes, I, I know that one. And it's a good, it's a good sounding music. Yeah. See, like, look at the fun we're having right now. So they're driving through the moonlit labyrinth of suburban streets. Our DJ is, is in the car with them and they're all getting like yep. flicked around because Artemis, I don't know if she's driving badly on purpose, but she's fucking about. Um, they... Uh, Wade cracks a little pop culture joke here. He says, for a few minutes, I felt like we'd be transported into a game of Grand Theft Auto Shermer. (laughs) That's pretty good, isn't it?
0: That's funny. That is funny.
1: She turns onto the highway and it starts to get a bit smoother. And when they're on the on-ramp, there's only another needle drop. That's two needle drops in two paragraphs. This time it's Holiday Road by Lindsay Buckingham, or Americans might say Buckingham, um, which I don't personally fuck with. That's terrible, isn't it? Now... I don't know that song. So for me, that Needle Drop, that was a, a something of a blank. My, my lost I it lost interest. I lost interest. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Yeah. But I guess they can't all land for all of us every time, can they? Um, he, They arrive at this house. Can we
0: it, – is it possible for me to still think about the Peter Gunn theme instead? Not
1: anymore, no. Because if you think about it, we've gone past that.
0: that but Needle no, but, Drop happened. Because uh, there wasn't enough time in the reading to, to get through the whole song. I'm really sorry about that.
1: No, because what happened was there was, and I didn't, this is maybe on me for not vocalizing this, but there was that, that star, star, star chapter break delineation. Um, Like, you know, there was a time gap maybe. And I suppose that was when, when you're reading it, to yourself you right. probably sit there and you you maybe even just pull up on spotify the peter gun theme and have a listen probably to it's favorite. an interactive read for sure yeah for sure um now we're at someone's house i'm not clear who and i can't say i care a great deal about it but harry dean stanton's there in a bathrobe that's quite and cool we pause the chapter for a, a little quiz where artemis oh. says there are five different john candy npcs wandering around Shermer. can you name all of them and I I'll throw that out to you, Declan. Can you name one Oh of them? no. Thank you Just for asking. Maybe let's see how many you can get. We'll I we'll think give was, you a point. I think he was in
0: uh the the National Lampoon Christmas vacation. Go on, what was his character? Yeah, he was the John Candy one. Mr. Lampoon. Uh Mr. Yeah, Mr. Animal House himself. Del
1: Griffith, of course, That's, says yeah. Wade. And then yeah. there's Chet Ripley. You were probably gonna say Chet Ripley, weren't you? Yeah. Uh C. D. Marsh. I wasn't going to say that. Gus Polinsky, the Probably poker not. king of the Midwest. Oh, and I saw Buck Russell this morning. She grinned at me, impressed. Uh, and that's all that happened. She there. wasn't impressed. Well, she says he's sharp as a tack. Uh, so, I mean, take that as you as you oh, work. Okay,
0: sorry. Well, for, for having seen some seen the same guy.
1: But seen and remembered, that's the thing. He remembers right, all I the see. John candies He's got a little folder it in his It was only brain. today. I don't know if he's seen them all or if this is just Wade's, Hughes knowledge. Of the hues of Us, right?
0: Right, sorry, yeah. Uh,
1: and either way, I'd say it's he remembered all the John impressive.
0: Candies, but he forgot RDJ. I well, don't think so. He i can't
1: cover so. all bases, can he? I think he was
0: it? looking it up on his heart Yeah,
1: he's got Wikipedia <laughs> open on his heart Um, now there's a really boring bit where they're talking about something no. I've never heard of. Uh, and sorry, th- that's all of these chapters, but there's a yeah. specifically dull bit here. They're talking about an old 96er. Any idea what that might be? I think it's a food. Um uh, maybe I a burger
0: I, I have no idea maybe no. it's
1: ninety six pounds of meat, which sounds implausible no. <laughs> but they uh they use this not only because it's a reference to some John Hughes thing, which is a yeah. lot that's a lot of fun yeah. just on its own, but also you may have got your r p one gland uh throbbing when I said old ninety sixer and Wader uh, points out he says you might think I'd be opposed to eating something with the word sixer' in its name, but I am not.
0: At I think, all. I think and Artemis laughs. I think it's a 96-ounce steak.
1: Oh, really? Is How many ounces is... Like, what is that in, in real measurements for real men? Uh,
0: that would be uh, five, seven, six pounds?
1: I don't know what that is either. I mean, grams. 96 oh. ounces is 2.7 kilos of of meat. I don't think anyone's lot. eating that. No one's <laughs> eating that. It's a lie.
0: No, I, I think it's John Candy who's eating it.
1: Oh okay. And he cool. was a he was a big guy. Artemis I like this sentence. Artemis laughed her laugh again. <laughs> and it was music <laughs> to my ears. Two two very vague things. We've described it as music to my ears and just her laugh. When this is over, we're coming back here to chow down, okay? I said. She nodded and said, It's a date. I felt myself turn several different shades <gasps> of red. Now this bit's really, really uh terribly bad. Out. Oh no! what happens is they're driving down the freeway okay i think they're in a rolls royce but one where the top appears to go down which does not mesh with my experience you, of what a rolls royce is want, like they're normally so like a big Frosty's box that's that's gone a bit off <laughs> um but this one the tops <clears throat> down artemis is looking fucking hot Radiant. like i don't know Radiant. if that, that reads the wind's in her hair she's probably doing that thing where she's uh like shakes her hair in the wind Oh. Um, that's the birthmark situation. Well, she's in, they're in the virtual world, so it's oh, not there. There's, Thank there's God. There. Oh my God. i oh, right. well, it's prime art three minutes. Actually, I should, I might have to assume that because didn't she, didn't we make a big deal of the fact that at a certain point after Wade said that he loved her regardless, she put the birthmark onto her avatar? I could be wrong. Maybe. But anyway, it might have gone. It's good that we remembered. Out of nowhere, so Wade is just looking at her, being like, "Man, she she slaps." Out of nowhere, another needle drop triggered, and a new song began to play. It was "More Than a Feeling" Rain by Boston. So More than a feeling, that one. Yeah. Um, and that's just in case you're like, "Oh, that's just a song." I wonder where it's from. Luckily, it's from "She's Having a Baby" when Jake oh, falls okay. in love with his future wife, Christy, at first sight. Hang on now. How- hang on. Gone. Yeah.
0: So let me just. I need a second, What have you noticed? Piece, I'm just trying to piece together. So that was from a Jeez. film, probably not sure who directed a, that it's one. It's a John Hughes one, actually. It's, 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 oh, it's a John Hughes one. Yeah, yeah okay. it is. And there was a guy, and while that song is playing, he yeah. falls in love with yeah. his future wife. Now, Wade Gone. is in the car. Yeah, the Rolls Royce. He's hearing that song. Yes. And he's with Art Three Miss.
1: Yeah, what's your point? Who he loves. Well, it's not his wife though, is it?
0: No, but it's, it could be his wife. Oh, it could be future a future wife. wife.
1: So what Klein is suggesting here is that we can hear wedding bells, we the reader. Oh, yes. Do you think this book will end with him getting married in a yeah. really traditional service that goes on for about three chapters? Do you think she wears white? <laughs> I think she wears a Yoda costume. <laughs> I think she dresses up as Chewbacca and it's that scene from the end of Return of the Jedi where they have a big what party. If she, what if she turns up in the robes of Anorak? <laughs> fucking hell Wade would flip out um now when this needle drop moment starts <clears throat> Artemis just bursts out laughing she looks over at Wade and she just bursts out laughing and he's like what the fuck like what the fuck is so funny that song she replied it starts to play whenever one <laughs> this is so fucking contrived That song, she replied, it starts to play whenever one avatar stares at another avatar for longer than five seconds, while also experiencing a drastic increase in their heart rate. It's a little Easter egg, they added for Oni users last year. Great, I muttered, busted by my own... (laughs) Biomanitors. <laughs> Isn't that just so shit?
0: That's terrible. It's
1: really bad. There That's are so many like boring. caveats to when it's triggered. It's like an avatar looks at an avatar for more like if like- if <laughs> avatar stare if, equals yes.
0: If you if you are having a heart attack and you're leaning to the side looking at someone,
1: <laughs> then apparently are gonna feeling. turn up with more computers blaring
0: out.
1: <laughs> That'd be really good. Um now they arrive at the Shermer Hotel, where I think it's prom. I think, if I remember correctly, the whole concept here is they need to get Robert Danny Junior to go to prom with someone that, in the right. original cut of the film, the duck guy would have gone as, and in the original casting, it would have been Robert Danny yeah. Junior rather. Than and and Long Duck Dong is with them. Ah, uh, he's, he's with them there in the car. No, not at all. Oh. Now it's actually it is interesting. It does feel like Klein. You know, I haven't read the next chapter, so maybe it does come back. But he didn't notice, as you pointed out, that the word duck is in Long Duck Dong's, the Donger's name. Um, you would have thought that that maybe would have warranted mention as ducks Well, maybe gonna be- maybe
0: they're going to get to the prom and this isn't going to work.
1: And well, then they not- realise yeah.
0: that it's the Long Duck Dong
1: yeah, that they I think to recast. I think it's uh, half true. I think they are going to get to the prom and it's not going to work. But I don't see it. Developing with the Dongas kind of as a central oh, character. No. Uh, I could be wrong. So they arrive there, but then RDJ skids to a halt and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't go in there. And she's like, But I gave you the fucking doobage. What's the way what you play that? <laughs> he's like, I know and I want to help you out, but I can't go in there not like this. I wouldn't why, know what to do or why say. Is he, why is he
0: sounding like this? RDJ. <laughs> it's to just, to DJ in it's the an past?
1: interpretation of mine. <laughs> I see um, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like we, we brought him here, you know, they played the needle drop to kind of signal that we were on the right path. So it's, this is clearly right. And like, we gave him the shoes and then it clicked him into a different costume. We're doing so much right, but something's going right. RDJ DJ is, is, he says, I'm not emotionally prepared at this job. He's wimping out. I never know what to say at formal gatherings such as this. Artemis it's the gives prompt. a not You don't have to say anything. I think this is a little puzzle clue. P- possibly. I don't know. He starts. He folds his arms and he starts tapping his leg, just like his foot on the floor, and he's just doing that forever. Now this is like him in an idle animation. That's quite horrible. It's really upsetting. Yeah, I, I think he could lean more into that, but yeah. um, unfortunately, he's not interested in the interesting parts of the story. Oh, that's um, I turn to art three, miss. We cast the what, flower. He, what's he listening to while he's tapping his foot? Does it say? It, there's not been a needle drop, actually, recently. I mean, if someone stares at him and gets their heart up, then it will start playing <laughs> more on the feeling, but that will ultimately be irrelevant and a distraction. Recast the foul. Restore his ending, I recited. This whole time, we thought the clue meant we were supposed to restore Ducky's ending. But what if restore his ending means we need to restore John Hughes's ending? The ending of Pretty in Pink, he originally wrote in his screenplay. I nodded at the RDJ NPC, which I bet he was so happy to write those six letters. What if we need to find a copy of the original script and give it to him? Artemis threw up her hands. And how are we supposed to do that? As if that's, internet. like, any more complicated than anything else that's happened. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just, just decapitated. Just decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> I smiled at her. We go to the writer's house, I replied. She gave me a puzzled look for a few seconds. Then her eyes lit up with understanding, as if that's a complicated idea as well. Yeah.
0: The Holy write- shit, she cried. The
1: writer's house. <laughs> that might be it. Z, you're a genius. No, Before not. I knew what the hell was happening. Can they she- not just look it up? She, did grabbed, they not have the whole internet? she grabbed my face and planted a kiss on me
0: Whoa! she wasn't wearing
1: an only headset so i knew she didn't feel that kiss but i did then she turned to RDJ. don't go anywhere she told him we'll be right back then she grabbed me by the arm and pulled me back in the direction of the car end of chapter they're
0: gonna fuck in the car
1: they're gonna fuck right up in the car she's and then gonna, go to the writer's house she's gonna
0: ride him in the car
1: it's crazy how hot that chapter got at the end don't you think wow we're yeah. only at
0: 59% maybe the theme for this one is bodily functions maybe not
1: if I could yeah. offer a, offer a sort of rebuttal to that
0: because it's all about the heart rate and the shit yeah I suppose the it is.
1: In a way, it's about that. In another way, I think the real theme was was about rekindling that that beautiful love between Artemis and Wade. That I don't know. It's the it's the engine that drives my interest in the narrative.
0: Ultimately, like, the theme was Shermer itself. And well, it Jim has Hughes. been for quite some time, yeah, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I do have to give the the episodes of this podcast different titles. Fuck. So I can't just keep saying John Hughes. Um, we'll have to we'll we'll just come up with something tangential. Yeah, related. exactly. I think it just does again sort of require pointing out that, you know, we're about 60% into the book. And it seems about 15% of it has just been John Hughes planet so far. At least. Yeah. That's, that's not, it's not what I would have done. There are
0: seven shots.
1: Yeah. They have two. they, is this the second or are this are they about to get the they
0: second? have two don't they they got one from right 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 so this they, is shard wait, number 3 wait no 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 they didn't did they did they get a shard from the sega ninja
1: or did they get I this riddle so. i thought they got a shard but i could be wrong maybe uh, i don't really care either way but in in any case at, at most, too early this is to the be third. Spending this long um yeah. what could is either shard 2 or 3 um it just, there isn't enough book space for us to take this long on everyone. Like what no. if the next one is like, they go to planet Spielberg and they spend eight chapters there as well. Just <laughs> listing all the people. You who play fuck the shark. He'll do anything it's for just, some doobage. <laughs> <laughs> Shove it right down his fin. <laughs> it's awful. It's, um it's tedious to read. And I imagine to listen to And that's why the episode <laughs> has to end. <laughs> but before it does, um, we've obviously, you know, our schedule always gets a bit funny in, in summer, but, but do bear with us we're releasing some interesting stuff over on the patreon um in the coming in it well by the time this comes out there will be something out and there'll be something coming out maybe maybe two things coming out so there's never been a better time in some ways (laughs) to go over to patreon.com slash shame city and get involved there for your content fix um but what else declan do we have kind of going on in the world of the world of Tass and what? and blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, well, there'll be a there'll be another um, episode of That's a Shame coming out sometime very soon as well. That's our other podcast that comes out, you know, reportedly uh, every other week, alternating. Yeah. Mm. Um. uh So so have a little look at at Shame City Gang for details on that. You can also join our Discord. That's oh, that's yeah. Shame City slash Discord. There's all sorts. of people doing crosswords. There's people doing cross stitch. There's people doing all sorts over mm. there. Um. And there's us we're in there yeah Uh, like what more could you ask for? you can message Um, Declan any time of day and he'll get back to you in five minutes and i'll get back to you whenever the discord app decides to tell me um and also we have again well certainly i have it's starting to stream again over at twitch.tv slash shame city or shame. slash twitch and that's normally like monday to thursdays from like nine but uh, over the summer just make sure that you're you're at least following us on there and you'll get some some notifications if if we're going live at crazy times
1: and i'll be back streaming one day i don't know quite when i'm i'm prepared to i haven't touched i told you yesterday i haven't played a single game since last time i streamed which is we need to you need to man up is what you need to do i'm afraid to confront the digital space that's what this book has done to me i think i need to disengage (laughs) with
0: it entirely in case your heart rate goes up and Spotify starts doing all sorts of Be stuff awful. for you.
1: Until the next riveting episode, which is still based on John Hughes' Planet. Um, I'm afraid <laughs> to say, I've been Isaac. You've been. I have been Declan. More than a feeling.
0: Bye, guys. <laughs>